listening to 9to5.cc podcast. Welcome back to 9to5 Entertainment System. This is episode 263. If you enjoy the show, uh, do yourself and us a favor and head over to patreon.com slash 9to5cc and subscribe to the 90s Deluxe level where you will get two bonus episodes each and every month of 90s Garbage Time. On this week's 90s Garbage Time, we talk about when to kill your Dungeons & Dragons party and then some of the broken builds that are available to you in 5th Ed Dungeons & Dragons. But on this, the main show, we talk about Bill Finger not getting any respect, the crypto apocalypse, Philippine elections, uh, pride counter-protesters arrested in Idaho, uh, celebrity lawsuits, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, the movie, uh, Pentaveret, the TV show, Green Knight, the movie, and then we uh, get into to Stranger Things and The Boys, which we're all kind of just starting to watch right now. All this and more on the 90s. (laughs) Every time. (laughs) Do you know what it was? It was that there was nobody who was professional enough to do pro running around, right? Like Matt Hoffman got professional enough. For yeah, like, pro was, like, like when they when they took the Tony Hawk engine and then like put it to BMX, they they made it like Matt Hoffman's like pro BMX or whatever. Mm-hmm. So there was no pro running around. But yeah, I'm kind of the the premise here, of course, being that instead of a game like Tony Hawk, you just run around, you don't have a skateboard, you sort of like jump and do little like ha like. Little little jumps, but is it is it done like cool parkour little jumps or is it done like parkour from the office? Like parkour, like from the office. Like I mean, right. the pitch is like Keith Heisterman's pro running around. Right. Where? How did Tony can, Hawk get involved? Because you can. Well, it's the Tony Hawk engine. Right. So, uh, but the like the peak level of running around is that of me. So mm-hmm. you can't do like parkour is like like maybe you can jump down like three or four steps at the bottom of a staircase. Maybe that's like an unlockable character. The guy who actually knows parkour. Yeah. Exactly, that's it. If you play the game on the highest difficulty level uh and unlock all trophies, you get to do real parkour. Mm-hmm. Otherwise <laughs> otherwise you're just stuck playing as Bert. <laughs> <laughs> we were panning away to not see him falling over a fence. <laughs> he just couldn't These get over that fence. Deep cuts here. Yep. Oh man! I saw... Hey, not every joke has to be for you, listener. Someone... <laughs> Someone shared a comic with me over the weekend where it was like they were like musicians, and they were just sort of like, "Oh man, I poured my heart and soul into this song, and like I hope it finds an audience and like resonates with somebody, and like every like chord has been like." hammered out in my mind and like every lyric like painstakingly gone over whatever and then it's like on the other side it's like podcasters and it's like yo bro the craziest thing happened to me at the grocery store they're like i love groceries they're like bro me too anyway back to the grocery store (laughs) i did see that comic (laughs) i was like i mean i was like i'm not even mad no (laughs) i was like but how many bands have a catalog of 250 hours worth of content like us and prince and also have that nobody's listened to. Us and Prince. To... <laughs> Just like Prince. Just like Prince, actually. Yeah, exactly. That's, it. That's a lot of the... That should be our new fun. tagline. 90S, <laughs> like Prince. <laughs> 250 hours of content that only friends and family have heard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, to be fair, after watching that Beatles documentary, 
they didn't put that much effort into their songs. I saw yeah. Paul McCartney just write a bunch of songs like he was podcasting. Yeah, but Paul McCartney is like a certified songwriting genius six times over. So what's yeah. wrong with saying we're podcasting geniuses? We're not podcasting geniuses. You don't know that's that. That's not true. That's what's, that's what's wrong with saying it. <laughs> you, you don't know that. Maybe we just like, maybe we're, I don't know. Like, what's like an artist who only got like super, super famous, like when his work or their work was like analyzed, like much, much, much later. Bill Answer. Finger. Bill Finger. Yeah, the guy who created Batman. Fair. <laughs> just got ripped off by Bob Kane. Ripped off by Bob Kane. Bob Kane wrote the words Batman on a piece of paper, dressed up got a blonde dude in a domino mask and a red suit with bat wings, and said, mm-hmm. there, I did it. Bill Finger came I up with the costume, the colors, the cowl, the, the, the Joker, Robin, uh, the Batmobile, Gotham City, Commissioner Gordon, all of all of that was Bill Finger. And every movie... How, did that, how is it still... Batman credited Bob to Bob Kane, Kane everywhere. Yeah. Because Bob Kane is a better businessman huh. who got that attached to his name in perpetuity forever in his contract. Neato. Fascinating. Yep, and made sure to screw over everyone else who ever did anything good for Batman. That wasn't writing the words bat and man next to each other. <laughs> Didn't he have a hyphen in the first place, too? Mm-hmm. Bob Kane had a hyphen? Yep. Yeah, Bill Finger came up with the fact that he had no superpowers, that his parents were killed. All of, all of it. Genius. And he never got to see his credit be, or his due be given to him in his lifetime. So I guess for us, our genius uh, will only come posthumously. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Perhaps one of your one of your sons will be like uh, like a marketing genius to be like, I have found a time capsule of a particular period of time that is like there is no better than these like five hundred episodes of my dad Except and his friends talking. <laughs> the bots have already downloaded all of this I'm many times over, and I'm sure the no no no, but it's know. the marketing though behind it. That's what I'm saying. I said one of the kids oh, markets it. Like I'm not saying the the that the the audio is will like they need to necessarily keep the audio or anything. But they'll just being like the marketing genius behind it, where they're like, "Listen, here's what I'm thinking. If we keep this podcast up long enough, we're at like a decade. And like right now, like the '90s are coming back. So like, <laughs> we do this long <laughs> enough. <laughs> when like 2000, they were never gone. When 2010 comes back around as being cool, we can be like, here's this retro podcast <laughs> discussing <laughs> all the cool shit from 2010." <laughs> You want to know what it was like? It was like this. And they're like, great. And they feed it all into an AI, and it just makes automated robots podcasts of us. I mean, that way they can get it to advertise things. Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. (laughs) Use my words forever, internet. So, in the news, Uh crypto apocalypse. Cryptocalypse. Crypto apocalypse. You guys following any of this? No, but I mean, I, I, well, it's been plummeting for a little while as, as all yeah. the Delta, well, and like the, the simplest, I mean, I'm guessing you're going to get into more details perhaps, but the simplest uh, explanation that I saw was that they were just sort of like, we're heading towards a recession and all the big money movers pull out of risky investments and crypto is the riskiest. So everybody's moving their money out of crypto because 
all signs point to recession. And I mean, yeah. probably a million other little bits, but that was the like the banner. There's been some other big events in like the crypto space. So mm-hmm. a really big um, crypto project called Luna and um, its associated stablecoin crashed. And the guy who was running that whole show, the Luna show, his name is Do Kwan, was mm-hmm. um, uh, a very public figure, you know, yeah. a lot of a lot of like really like low level investors, I guess, got involved into the Luna project. So mm-hmm. they all got burned. It went to zero very, very fast. Then nobody got any money out of it. Um, it looks like, you know, as time goes on, more and more of it looks like it was a um, a bit of a scam. Mm-hmm. through and through so like people keep finding ways that the guy kind of snuck money out of the system before it all crashed out to zero mm-hmm. and um and and uh, there's like ripples that go out when like a huge thing like this goes wrong you know like people get shaky about the, the market all kind of at the same time yeah so today um binance halted trading on uh bitcoins not not halted they said there was a like a glitch in the system that was going to delay processing transactions whatever for x length of time i I don't know the exact story it was like still going on when i got up to go to dinner but Mm -hmm. um like a major bitcoin exchange crypto exchange halting trading bitcoin is is a sign something fucking crazy is going on yeah yeah it's lost 30 percent, almost 30 percent of its value in the last month i think it was probably more than bring up the chart i was like i know ethereum dropped like 25 percent today and it's it's probably dropped. I don't even know. It was at like I don't know thousands. I'm trying to like just roughly do the math. Um, I, like, I see I see Bitcoin down 27 percent this in the last seven days, and Ethereum down 33 percent in the last seven days. Yeah, exactly. That's it. But if you yeah, even so, but even if you look at just like two three months, it's not. It's been downwards for for the last while, and then like a, then a, and then a drastic dip in the last week. Yeah. yeah. So. Yep, exciting times. You got are you guys exposed? You have a ton of money in. Uh, I don't have a ton of money. I, I, I'm going to lose some no. money on Ethereum. Might you know, like it, it very much. There was like the I have like different tiers of investment. Uh-huh. I have like the super super safe investments, like I whatever the like top fifty most profitable companies of the world have like have an ETF. I have a lot of money there, and I'm like, hey, you yeah. know what? You know who's not going to fail? These guys, you know, you're not going to get huge returns. These guys, because they just all sort of like trickle upwards with inflation. Yeah. But, uh, and then I have like a bunch of like rando like penny stocks money that I just play around with. Moonshot kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. it. Like investing in like actual gold mines, like <laughs> that have not found like where you're just like, oh yeah, they did. people still just like drill for gold, you know, like and they are. 99% of them are absolutely not going to find gold. Mm-hmm. But if they do, your like your money whatever like multiplies like a hundredfold or whatever. And then uh then I had like I considered crypto to be like medium high risk and then had a had a little bit over there. Mm-hmm. So uh but yeah, absolutely not the like the brunt of my savings was never in crypto, but lost some money. Sure. Well, um I don't know that there's much more to the story than that. It's kind of like is it going to go even even lower? Maybe. Is it? Um, I don't know. Yeah, it was like when when it was initially dipping, like uh, what was it? Like late May or whatever. Like Andrew was like, man, he's like he's like as someone who has like stands to lose, like not quite a bit, but like enough that it would like suck. Like 
in Bitcoin. He's like, I'm still not even that mad because he's like, I don't really know if crypto should be a thing on Earth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, he's like, I don't really know what all that means to have like, like d- decentralized money and whatever. Like, as cool as it all sounds, he was like, the internet sounded cool when it came out too. Multiply by 25 years later, <laughs> and you're like, and now it's awful. So mm-hmm. he's like, he's like, I don't know what that like, what that will mean to money in like 20 years if like crypto is there. And I was like, I, maybe that's a little like fear mongering, but he might not be wrong. Like usually when things are like kind of like clever neato systems, it takes a couple decades, but they will turn to shit as people manipulate them and like turn them for their own powers. But but I mean the argument then for crypto is that it's a finance system that is not part of a central. You know, like monopolist capitalist system, you still need an ability to exchange value. But right now, all of our monetary systems are controlled by banks. You know. Yeah, which, but I mean, but that's like was kind of the argument of the internet that it was going to be the free exchange of information, and that all of it our was, information briefly. was. Yeah, exa- exactly. That's what I'm saying. I was yeah. like, just because like the nascent version of crypto might be super cool, doesn't mm-hmm. mean that like twenty, twenty five years of meddling later, like it'll be. Yeah, all screwed I, up. you know. I have never invested in crypto, but I have like kept, you know, watched the scene for quite a long time. Mm -hmm. And it, you know, there, there's like a point at which a lot of these things sound really, really good. There's like intention, you know, to build the like financial system outside of uh, the government control. But then at the same time, when you really look at it, I I feel like 99% of it is fraud and like pure 100% scammery. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Scott, you did you buy Dogecoins? No, not even. <laughs> the whole thing was just like, uh, seems like too much work. Anything I can invest off an app, like from nowhere, for nothing, not for me. <laughs> I will say that I think that crypto, uh, like in its availability and its like tradability and all that stuff, did push like normal stock trading into a lot more people's hands because like all of a sudden the like you ended up with your robin hood apps and all that stuff which like added that like app trade like if you look at like the normal the old timey like where they would take percentages of your sales and whatever instead Mm -hmm. of like flat rates and all that like a lot of the like normal ways of just like normal stock trading was like largely inaccessible and like if you had like 100 or 200 bucks to invest it was not really worth it to invest but now it can be where you're like, hey, I can mm-hmm. put my $200 into something. And if I get like lucky, it could become like $300 and then I can just pull it out. And that whole transaction cost me like the, the thing that, or whatever. The thing that made Robinhood really take off wasn't that. It was it was that they it, was, it wasn't just low fee. It was no fee. Mm. And weren't they the first guys to do no fee? Yeah. And then a whole bunch of other brokerages had to do it. And it may even have been their downfall, right? Because then mm. the way that they made money was so, like front running is I think the term yeah. where – they like take the trade that is about to be made, the information about that, and sell that information to another company who can often buy and sell from the market at a price point where they can make money off of the first person. Yeah. 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 And uh, yeah, I would say that's not even a, a crypto thing so much as it is a. No, no, no. That's Robinhood. Uh, uh, no, no, no. No, I, I, I mean, I crypto yeah. leading to that. I think that's more of a, a Facebook, um, Google thing, just being, being like. It doesn't matter what we do or offer people for free, just so long as they use it enough that we get 
data, and that's where the money yeah. is. Yeah. So if but, we get yeah, but I think X amount would... of people using our thing to buy their little two or hundred dollars worth of stocks, then we will take that data and cash in on that. Because like, that's what right. that's but where the value. There's a few is. extra steps between between taking that data and oh, cashing in that Google has to do. Then yeah, no, no, you Robin have to know how to, to do, do has to do. Yeah, Robinhood is just like instantly give me that money information and let me see right. how it's moving around. Yeah, not let me you know see how I can sell this to a political super PAC that they can interpret this data. Yeah, what was it that like? Because wasn't that the original like PayPal model that they just like they always had like oh it takes like forty eight hours or whatever to like do PayPal and they just like. We're just sitting on boatloads of money and gaining uh, interest or whatever. Like, wasn't that the OG PayPal model? I mean, it still is, isn't it? Well, no, but now you get your money right away. But they're probably they probably do have massive sums that are just sitting there accruing interest. But I remember that the original like PayPal delay was just that they were like, yeah, they would just hold on to everybody's money for like two days, and because Invested. everybody was using it, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then they just and then they pay you out after. So they were just sitting there, like, yeah, probably invest. I mean, I don't know if it was investments or if it was just pure like interest on billions of dollars of financial transactions at first, right? Because it's like right. I don't know if they would have like risked like. When actual- you say pure interest, where do you think that interest comes from? Yeah, of course, but I mean the the banks gamble, right? <laughs> but when you're gambling, when the bank is gambling, you're significantly more financially protected than when like PayPal as a startup is gambling with your money. Mm-hmm. So. But yeah, that was I think that was like one of their like the OG like corners of their of their model was just like that was why there was a delay on PayPal was mm-hmm. they were just gaining money off of your money. Fun. The internet's crazy. Other news items. Uh, the 30... Philippines. Oh. <laughs> Do you know what happened in the Philippines? No, I don't. Do what happened what in was the happening in the Philippines? No, I don't. Tropical storm. So anyway, so do you know who uh, Rodrigo Duterte is? Is that yeah, his name ring a bell? Like, so he's he's an anti-drug uh, emperor of the Philippines. Yeah, exactly. So he's like the absolute insane, uh, just like you know, m- threatening to murder journalists, like allowed vigilantes to uh, murder people for selling drugs. But it, it it turned into like kill squads running around the streets at night. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so the Philippines have a system in place where they can only like hold office for six years period. They're like single term office. And you're like, neat. Nice. <laughs> sort of. Uh, they also run uh, president and vice president are separate, um, separate offices or separate, separate candidacy races. Okay. So in the most recent election, the one that uh, occurred early May and is like about to be uh, put into place, um, so Bong Bong Marcos won the presidency, which sounds hilarious, except for the fact that he was the son of the like ultra dictators in the eighties. Ferdinand Marcos huh. family. Ferdinand. Yeah. Whoa. Exactly. That's it. So yeah, his Bong Bong is his nickname. He's actually Ferdinand Marcos Jr. Wow. So is the child of like the ultra dictator who like was like violently. <laughs> well, not violently, but like there was uprisings and then they fled the country and like made off with billions of dollars in the process. Uh, and he was like, I can't give back what I don't have or whatever in like his his president, his, you know, election campaigns. And then the vice president, uh, of course, was 
um, what's her name? Sarah Duterte or whatever it is. Anyway, Leo, uh, so Rodrigo Duterte's daughter. <laughs> so right. President Bongbong Marcos, Vice President Sarah Duterte is who won the election in the Philippines. Huh. Which is just bananas. And apparently it's been a large part of it has been like a massive like PR campaign over the last decades to be like, when the Marcoses were in charge, it was actually the best. The Philippines was very rich. Uh-huh. So that's like how they've just like done the the slow the slow burn to being like elect Bongbong Marcos to bring back like unparalleled wealth and then also crazy the Duterte family can also like retain because they're like bring the like like they have like I saw like footage or whatever of like kids being like martial law is what brought peace to this country like little kids saying that and stuff so it's the the, the two mixes of complete nonsense uh, and that's who's in charge of the Philippines now. That's horrible. Mm-hmm. Kind of reminds me of, of Brazil. Tell me about Brazil. Well, just when what's his name was getting elected, his name is escaping me right now. But the the president of Brazil, Bolsonaro, yeah, yeah, yeah. who was like the like the lunatic, like farther outright than Trump, yeah. and um, immediately started deforesting the Amazon. Immediately started spouting off off about how the gays are a plague on society. Immediately, you know, like. Just, just awful stuff. Yeah, but this is hilarious because of it. Oh, well, not hilarious, but like tragic in uh, in the fact that like the the writing is on the wall. Like you literally, you elected your old dictator's kid, mm-hmm. and then the psychopaths also kid. <laughs> You're like these two. I mean, Bush one and two, they both both put the country to war. Bong Bong won with 31 million votes, 58 percent of the total the, vote. Yeah. Yeah, 58% of the total vote. Like, runner second place was like 28%. If that is not a propaganda machine, well run. Or... Completely fixed elections? Completely fixed elections. I guess. I don't know. The, the, the thing I was watching on it, though, seemed to, like, he has, like, a tremendous amount of support. Like, right. I mean, that, that can all be, I guess, like, falsified or whatever, but, like, the... Uh, there's like a documentary called like Kingmaker or whatever that was just all about this and how this was like this was like a foregone conclusion as of like 2019 or whatever like two three years ago this was all kind wow. of like set up and 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 like I said and the and the Marcos family has been like working on this propaganda machine since he like at least the last decade plus hmm. kind of thing so they're just like hey let's let's just rewrite history. What? And apparently a big reason why all of this works is because uh, everybody's on the internet in the Philippines. They have, mm-hmm. like, some of the highest, like, screen time and whatever else like that per capita. So it's, like, their, like, crazy bananas, like, unregulated social media stuff like that. It's just super easy to, like, hmm. like manipulate. Game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Game and manipulate, like, putting, like, Facebook to, like, absolute shame at the, like, volume of, like, trash that you can just pile into these, like, weird Filipino uh social media networks and stuff that nobody can hmm. nobody can verify <laughs> i was like cool delightful awful that, that, what else is said. happening in the news uh, um, 31 people were arrested at a pride event um mm-hmm. they were patriot front members uh in idaho and they got arrested because they all they came from all over the country to protest this pride thing in this little town. And they were sitting in the back of a U-Haul truck 
and got spotted. And someone ran over to the cops and were like, there's a bunch of dudes in tactical gear carrying shields and stuff in that truck. <laughs> so the cops walked over and just, just arrested all of them before they could do anything. And uh, Amazing. instantly released all of their names and, and mugshots to the, the press. Because yeah, it's great. Just just 31 dudes sitting in the back of a U-Haul, like, drinking beers, talking about... I, I saw those dudes, the the video of them getting picked up, the, the like, those dudes look like army guys to me, you know? They're, they're all, like, professionally body built up, and, um, I don't know. I mean, like, they, they could be. They might have done, like, some training, whatever. I always just think about that, like, the the insurrection documentary that I watched, where there was, like, there was, like, a militia team that like some of them had army training some of them didn't but it's just like if you just run the drills and you just go through the thing like watching them move they moved like a tactical unit like there's a lot of guys who when you watch those footage are just like woo like running through kicking stuff and then there's like other guys who are just like kind of like lockstep form like checking corners hitting moving advancing whatever and you're like and then when they obviously like dug into it and released it like some of them had military training and then some of them just like you just running these drills that you find on youtube (laughs) sure like so (laughs) A, it's like it, probably it, there might have been one or two army dudes in there. It's not like in the states. It's particularly hard to be a white male and join the army. They kind of want right. that yeah, all the also, time for everyone. It's also not that hard to like join a militia, run by <laughs> someone who is like, in the army for two years or whatever. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. it. Or like, a, or a former cop or a former SWAT member or whatever else like that, and just you know, then you pay fifty dollars a month membership fee. Yeah. <laughs> You know that old game. So they arrested the the Pride counter protesters, but then did they uh, did they bring back abortion rights? I mean, no. This, did, didn't Idaho just get rid of those? <laughs> like, like within the last month, Idaho just passed something that like. I thought they it hadn't gone through the Supreme Court yet. Well, no, but there's but there's the various states where it's already like messed up, and Idaho just recently like passed. I'm Idaho. I'm Idaho. Like Idaho just passed legislation that was like almost a copy paste of what Texas has, and like it's uh-huh. insanely difficult to get an abortion in Texas already. Yeah. So it's like yeah, it hasn't actually gone by way of Supreme Court yet, but there's still I, plenty of state correctly, <laughs> It's six weeks. Like yeah. if a fetus is older than six weeks, like how are you gonna fucking notice that? You like you have to miss a period and then. Uh, miss a period and be like d- completely on time <laughs> like like, like yeah. where you're just sort of like oh i missed a period and i'm immediately in the doctor to check to see if i'm pregnant like you, you yeah. don't have time to wait for a second miss like yeah it's crazy just every time you miss a period you need to go to a doctor right away but yeah that's it so if I, not mistaken i feel bad if i'm throwing idaho under the bus but might have been ohio might have been one of mm-hmm. those like potato states Whatever yeah. it was. There was a state that just, like, did a copy-paste of the, the Texas law, as is. So, which has, like, nothing to do with Roe v. Wade. just has to do with the fact that the states can still make insane laws mm-hmm. without without necessarily Supreme Court precedents. Fun. Good uh, times. <clears throat> you know what also was good times? The Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial is over. Hooray. Okay. I mean, he won it before. Yeah, in the court of public opinion. In the court yeah. of public opinion. Yeah. Yep. 
he made her look made her look real crazy. And now the inevitably opening the doors to other nonsense is Brad Pitt suing Angelina Jolie now. Is he? Yeah, for for defamation, not the same not, kind of thing. Well, I mean, without the allegations of assault or whatever, but like she right. had gone and on record in a couple of interviews saying that like she didn't think that he like was fit to be a dad, and like she like tried to like, keep the kids away from him and like and whatever else. And I mean, if then he's saying that damaged her reputation a bunch, and I was like, yeah, that those things can happen. <laughs> like uh-huh. I was like, I don't. It, much like the, and more so, I guess, even than the deaf and heard thing, I was like, yeah, you need to, if you're going to say those things, it's not insane to challenge them legally, right? Like, if you're, if your entire job is like... Selling yourself. Selling yourself yeah. and like heavily, heavily, heavily impacted on what people think of you, both like as a performer and like to casting directors and to like everybody else. Like think that, think like, of how many tens of millions of dollars... Depp getting kicked off of Pirates of the Caribbean cost him. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, of course, there's huge amounts of money involved with this. Yeah. And just not doing Alice in Wonderland 3 or whatever else like that. Like, you're like, yeah. just like a couple of these movies where a few big studios don't want to touch you and it becomes a ton of money. And if it's, yep. if it is because someone said something false. <laughs> Or, or, or potentially. All right, all right, all right. People have talked about this thing ad nauseum. Do we have anything to say here? Uh, I don't know. I, I was, I'm wondering if this is going to just make like people's sources and stuff like go like disappear. If it's like if you know, like Angelina Jolie says this, and then Brad Pitt can sue. Amber Heard like wrote an article, and then Johnny Depp can sue. Like, is it just mm-hmm. that, like everybody's going to just have to go back to anonymous sources, or they're going to be like, and then and then that kind of in a lot of ways, I think opens up the door to like cast doubt where you're like, Oh, it's an anonymous source. It never happened. You know what I mean? Like, like I feel that like, this is kind of bad <laughs> in many ways yeah. for like whistleblowing and whatnot. If everybody has to do it anonymous for fear of like counter defamation reprisals, anytime you try to like take down, well, or like, you're going to have evidence or true. you're going to, I don't know. You know what I mean? There's something there. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. That's about it that I have to say. It was just that the fact that in the fallout of it all, there, there's another one. I don't think it's going to be as crazy. <laughs> there's no way. It couldn't possibly be as crazy as shitting on the bed. Enter Billy and... Bob Thornton and the vial yeah. of Angelina Jolie's blood. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's going to be the thing, right? Touche. Like Johnny Depp. And Amber Heard's trial brought in all the exes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie have, uh, I think, bigger, crazier exes. <laughs> yeah. Bring back Johnny Lee Miller. He's not doing anything. Hackers 2. Ha- Fund Hackers 2. Always. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I don't know. What else? Not much else. I think that has happened noteworthy. Newsworthy? We can talk about movies and movies yeah. now if you want. I watched Chippendale Rescue Rangers. It's good, right? I liked it a lot. I mean Sarah 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 did not enjoy it that much. I thought it was pretty What fun. was Sarah's opinion on Hot Rod? I don't even think Sarah noticed Hot Rod or cared. She was just like, Oh, there's other cartoons and I was like, There's all of us so many other cartoons. 
Oh no, you mean movie. Hot Rod? Yeah, like what's I thought like, talking about there was like a Transformer. No, 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 in, uh, like Lonely thing. Island type. Um, Sarah, uh, Sarah, like, did she hate it? I think she might have hated it. That's weird. You know, Russ actually kind of likes it. Yeah, no, I think I think it's too weird for, for like for Sarah stuff, like where she's just like she's like, oh, these people are just annoying. Like Cool Beans annoys her. <laughs> That's Riss's favorite part. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, wow, but true. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm just trying to think of like just like all of the weird. Like, she got like really mad at like the fact that uh, Ian McShane just like hated the fact that he didn't have a mustache and all that stuff like she was just like this is he just was so funny so super funny yeah it was just like it was just too silly which is wild because like super troopers is one of her favorite movies and she also likes the like uh like happy gilmore and billy madison also and those are just completely those stupid. are good movies yeah but they're very stupid they're very stupid. but I, but i think but uh, even those movies though for the most part i think like follow like character arcs in a way that like hot rod kind of doesn't care about like yeah like other than him doing the stunt like mm-hmm. every other character just exists for like absurdity like the you know what i mean like like he kind yeah. of has a character arc but like i have how this i bought this acid and i can't take it off <laughs> you do some okay Ooh. you know and yeah. they're just like hi I'm, <laughs> I'm rod and i like to party like yeah none of those characters like the supporting cast. I mean, for sure, for sure. But it's just very silly. Like characters say things. I think that's the big difference: is that characters say and do things that have like nothing to do with the scene. Yeah. In Hot Rod, even though they're hilarious. Whereas, like, I think in those Adam Sandler ones, at least, like, people are like reacting to the scene in a stupid mm-hmm. way. But like, I think that's the that's there's the big some difference. some form of narrative being pushed forward that's not just occupying time. Make a crazy scene. Ring a bell. Yeah. Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers was super funny. I liked it a lot. <laughs> I thought it touched on a lot of good nostalgia. Good nostalgia and also um, just kind of like it, it created the, a fun take slash like world. Yeah. Where you're just like all of the cartoons are actors in their respective cartoons, <laughs> like you know, like like there's like a flying elephant that might be named Dumbo that like played Dumbo in the film Dumbo, <laughs> you know, and hence and stupid also as, as we discussed exactly or in the bootleg version, stupid elephant baby. <laughs> <laughs> like the main the main plot is that like Peter Pan got old. And then couldn't get like work as Peter Pan anymore. So then he like made a bootleg film called Flying Bedroom Boy with himself like as a teenager, and it still did like pretty well. And he was like, "That's how I discovered there's money in bootlegs." So he has like a machine that just kind of like is an animation device and can take like an animated person and just sort of like scramble them up a little bit and make like a shittier version of themselves, huh. and then just make film bootleg movies of them. They just screw up Flounder's face. This <laughs> is so him, weird. Call him like Mermaid Girl's little friend, <laughs> or whatever. It's very weird. It's it's, it's extremely it's weird. Such a such a weird. And of course, Peter old Peter Pan is voiced by Will Arnett. <laughs> yeah, the voice cast is tip top. 
Yeah. Hmm. So John Mulaney when they go and to the... Andy Samberg, uh, Will Arnett, Seth Rogen. It's like a few yeah. others. Tim Robinson. Tim Robinson. <laughs> Tim Robinson as Ugly Sonic. Who's like they're at like a they're at like a comic book convention or whatever. And that's like the thing too, is like all these like washed up celebrities are like doing like the crappy signings at like Comic Con. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Baloo. Baloo has like, you know, been CG'd up for like the new uh the new jungle book and every he's like singing like bare necessities or whatever and everybody's like, Yeah, just like losing their mind and they're all like and these guys are down on like alley like row d just trying to like sell their like like it'd be a lot cooler if it was chip and dale yeah who cares about just dale <laughs> dale's trying to like sell his head like autographed headshots and stuff and then there's ugly sonic who's like the internet backlashed me because of my human teeth and i never even like i lost my job before i even got the chance <laughs> <laughs> and every time he speaks you just like <laughs> like you just feel like the audio kind of like does that like zone like as it just slowly zooms in on his teeth and like the characters are like just like getting grossed out while he speaks. Just little <laughs> dead eyes. And... and of course voiced by Tim Robinson from I think you should leave. So it's... That's amazing. It's perfect casting. And, and referred to as like in the movie, his name is Ugly Sonic. The banner hey, Ugly Sonic. The banner up? behind his table is like come get a photo with Ugly Sonic. It's great. And he's like, I have a reality TV show. I'm going to be partnering with the FBI. Like, that sounds made up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Super weird. <laughs> and yeah, all the different animation styles all over the place. Like, it's also Seth, Seth Rogen's character seems to be like an extra from like, remember that Beowulf movie? Yes, exactly like, that. Had the, the super creepy Uncanny Valley like animation style that they had. Like, hmm and just every time they're, they're like, I can't tell if you're looking at me. He's like, I'm looking right at you. And they're like, I don't know where you're looking. Because <laughs> it's like his eyes are just like those dead glass eyes. Mm-hmm. He's like, I could not be any clearer that I'm staring right at you right now. And they all got creeped out. Yeah. Super fun. Like, I think uh, also the, the the tagline joke at the end cracked me up. Or they were just sort of like, oh, they're like, what if we do a reboot? And they were just sort of like, and then there's going to be like a pop singer singing like a, a version of the theme song, even though everyone wants the original. Yes. Cut to like Shakira's <laughs> version of Rescue Rangers. No, dude, it's Post Malone. <laughs> even better. Cut to Post Malone singing the Chippendales Rescue Rangers theme song. <laughs> <laughs> like, with like such earnesty also. like It's great. Uh, yeah. I mean, and that I think that also falls into the category of of I guess that they kind of learning their lesson from Marvel and and stuff where they're like, hey, just give people money to do this stuff. Like this is like was like written and directed by the Lonely Island. Like Akiva directed it. Like Yorma was on it. Like uh, what's his name? Yeah, Andy yeah. Samberg had a writing credit too. And I was like, hey, let's let the Lonely Island reboot Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. What's the worst? Why that can not? Happen? Yeah, exactly. We have oh, a they could blow up the the IP. What IP? I mean, obviously. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Is when was the last time Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers did anything? Hey, man, it's it's a non-zero. You know, it hasn't been ruined, and there's still plenty of people like in our age category who remember it fondly. Well, I mean, you could you could destroy that by doing a shitty cash grab reboot. I mean, or look, but yeah, but like, look at 
Ninja Turtles and Transformers and whatever. Like, like how shitty does it have to be to really like dampen the brand? Like, I mean, they must have made money on those movies. They made five of them. They made a lot of money on those movies. That's what I'm saying. And they yeah. were bad. Like, hated yeah. by fans. Hated by fans. There's nostrils on those Ninja Turtles. They're bad. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't think there's, yeah. there's much. And, like, and I think that the, like, the heart space for Transformers and Ninja Turtles is, like, significantly larger than Chippendale Rescue Rangers. People are like, sure. yeah, I like the Rescue Rangers. Whereas, like, people, like, love TMNT and Transformers. So I think the, the risk reward... younger are, audience a bit, no? Only a little bit. What do you... Transformers yeah. is 84, Ninja Turtles is 86, Rescue Rangers is 89. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. That's when it came out in your life, you know, that you're making a point about... It could have come out in 89 and been targeted at a four-year-old audience. It could have kind of come out... Like, yeah, but Disney you Afternoon, you, like, you, everybody who was, like, 14 and under watched Disney Afternoon, basically. Yeah, it had a wider range, like, for sure. Yeah. Let's put it on the list, Keith. You want to do yeah. it? Looking at the Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. Also, man, like, we watched some Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers... Just like going through it, the like the theme song is significantly more low key than I remember. Yeah. It. Like it's 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 more of a groove, less of a. I think that like we put it in our minds at like Ducktales level of like hyped up, but it is not as hype as the Ducktales theme song. That surprises me. Yeah, no. Go go check it check it out after after the show. <laughs> All right. Just like so you'll be like, huh? This is a groove. I'll tell you where uh, I'm looking. Uh, I want your feedback on this. Okay. Number 83, we have TMNT, the 2007 animated Ninja Turtles movie. That's, yeah, that's good. In the right and right zone. below that is Mighty Ducks. I would say it's better than those things, but not like a tremendous. It is certainly the zone. Above that is the original Jungle Book, which is real good. And above that is Ghost in the Shell, the original. Mm-hmm. Anime movie. Also real good. Ready Player One is too high. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. I kind of see it notching under Baby Driver. For similar reasons. Very clever, but lacking a ton of substance. But like, it is very clever. It is. Like, it's strong. And and, and 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 I'm saying like that that that's a bit of also like I said with the nostalgia boost on it. Like, is that where it really goes? I don't. I don't hate that because it was funny when it meant to be funny. Yeah. I mean, it, it, like when it when it made me laugh, it made me like genuinely yeah. laugh. And then there's also a lot of like eye candy and whatever, just just crap going on. Like when just. When Chip takes out his earbuds and it's just like screaming death metal, and he's like, ah, yeah, it's like he sets it down, like. Just moments like that, you're like very funny. The also, uh, like just the, the laying it out basically there that Monterey Jack is like an addict. Yes. <laughs> like we we all know as children that he has an unhealthy like obsession with cheese, and they're like just hearing like John Mulaney be like, "Ah, oh, Monty, is that Havarti I smell? You're better than this." You know? <laughs> <laughs> You know, he's like, ah, I'm clean, chipper, I swear. They're like, come on, man. <laughs> like, 
that that whole entire Monterey Jack is 100% a disgusting addict. It was like also great. Yeah. I think I think under baby driver that's my like kind of tech it's like Yeah, I don't hate yeah. that. It's just, it's it's a success of a movie, so that's fine with me. Yeah. The new number 78. Under Baby Driver. What a great theme song, though. Yeah. It's okay. I watched Are they the doing? Pen Taveret. Did you guys watch the Pen Taveret? Is this the, the Michael Myers? The new thing? Michael Myers TV show. Mike Myers, I guess, to not, has nothing mm-hmm. to do nothing with the serial killer. Nothing to do with the Halloween killer. I'm sad. You, you guys didn't watch any of it. Yeah. You could be forgiven for not watching any of it, and probably. I I watched the trailer. I shared the trailer yeah. in the thread, and I was like, "Oh no, this seems like a lot of Mike Myers." It sure it's, is. It's, he, he's everything. He's right? everything. He's, like, he's every character, and like, remember how funny that was in Goldmember? <laughs> yeah, not so much. The, yeah, exactly. Um... That's it. A lot of you know, like the characters are kind of different, but and he's obviously putting put a lot of work into thinking about their individual whatever, you know. But um, man, seeing him in all this different makeup for twenty minutes out of the twenty three minute runtime of every episode gets to be a bit much. I kind of I, w- I really wanted to like it, and I I don't know that I did. I think it was just like there were genuine good laughing moments, but it was it, there were few and far between. Why would he do it though? Well, he made a shitload of money with them Austin Power movies. Like he, oh, yeah. it, was, it was like out of the park, and then he had Shrek, boom, out of the park. He had Wayne's World, made a. I don't know that it was like gigantic cult, success, cult but cult favorite. Yeah, yeah. Um, he Earned had smaller roles that are always well respected. Like, yeah, no, but I, I'm just, I mean, he's like very, I guess, infamously at this point, been like. Love Guru got away from me. Yep. Got to step away. Yeah. And then for him to like step back and do like the schlockiest version of himself. Like that was, that was when I saw that trailer. I was like, I was like, oh, like Mike Myers is doing a Netflix thing. And I was like, okay, like that, that can be funny. Yeah. He, he, uh, he has funny in his brain. And like also, he stepped away for like so long from like doing anything like creatively because he wasn't like a creative force behind Trek. He was just a voice actor. Yeah, you kind of expected he was working on something, you know? Yeah, and this and doesn't feel like it. Yeah, thing. I mean, it might have been. He might have been like pouring over all of the different characters and and trying to. Yeah, so what? But what's like the premise and like? Yeah, and so where does where does where does the funny come from? Here, here's the, the story. So the Pentaveret is a play on the Illuminati. Apparently, I don't remember this line, but in So I Married an Axe Murderer, they make like an offhand comment about the Pentaveret, and it's like a riff on the Illuminati. So it's a secret society that's been like living behind the scenes, orchestrating things in civilization. And the the, the twist is that they're nice. So they're mm-hmm. like. They try and stop wars. They try and they're trying to avert global warming is like kind of like the through plot of this, this like set of episodes, whatever. So their, their characters, four of the five are played by Mike Myers. And then one of them is murdered before the show starts. And that's like part of the plot of the story. And uh, Michael Key from Keen Peel, um, uh, Keegan, Michael Key. Keegan, Keegan, 
is is yeah. the is like the new member of the pentaveret and then at the same time there's this like canadian small town investigative journalist also played by mike myers <clears throat> named ken scarborough who is going to who like he's he's lo- looking for the big story and then he happens to get on the trail of the pentaveret so he like goes and investigates them and it's like there there's some really good weird meta humor really funny like set up and, and payoffs that, that happen. But then at the same time, there's a lot of just like Mike Myers doing, doing funny voices and fart jokes and shit jokes. And, and then looking directly at the camera, looking directly like at the camera. Me. He does that. And tra- I just watched the trailer while you guys were yeah. talking about it. And he winks right at the camera at one point. He does, he does that. He's obviously trying to capture the like Austin powers. I can be fucking weird. And I control everything in this, in this vision. You got, you know, but yeah, yeah. Um, it doesn't all end as much as you kind of want it to. You'd like so, so there's there's funny there if you want to sit down and go through it. But you know, don't go out of your way. It looked yeah. a lot yeah. like late Eddie Murphy stuff. Yeah, yeah comedians, yeah, man, losing losing the grab. Losing goes my <laughs> I watched The Green Knight a week or two ago. And I don't want to talk about it too, too much because it was a trip and I want one of you guys to watch it. I think John, you'll dig it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a Arthurian kind of retelling and it's weird and artsy. It really, did like really good things. Huh. It was, it had like awards buzz and whatever. Yeah. Right? But it's, it's very slow and drawn out and almost like an old Western feel to it. Hmm. But with, hmm. you know, wrapped around in that Arthurian blanket, and I liked it a lot. And I'm not sure why and how to put that into words. So I'll, I'll save that for a discussion yeah. once one of you guys have seen it. The Green Kid, cool. Nate. Yeah. the Green Knight. <clears throat> it, it had a, like a little bit of like Guillermo del Toro feel to it too. I'm like three, three, two, three episodes into Stranger Things. John, I think you're. If you, have you gone back or did you? No, we haven't. We haven't picked it back up. But 45 minutes into the first episode, you got to finish the first episode. Yeah, yeah. The first episode probably has like among the best like kickoff episode stingers. Like 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 the last Ooh. like literally the last like 10 15 minutes of the first episode. So we, a, we, a, we must have stopped like just before shit like was about moments to get before, yeah. yeah. Like like yeah. it drops a it drops the the gauntlet on the the bad guy kind of thing. Like, yeah, like, yeah. The bad guy dropping his gauntlet in the first first. Do you want to spoil episode. it for me? I'm I'm excited to hear. Well, so the whole no, no. Look, without thing, even spoiling it, what? there's there's a death and it's creepy and it's on screen. Nice. <laughs> and it, and it establishes that the bad guy is like intelligent, right? Like, like, can speak and is like, I have a goal here, and this is what I'm doing. Cool. So it's a lich, right? Like, that's the that's the the premise of this. Uh, Vecna. It Vecna. Seems, it's Vecna. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's Vecna. Huh. That's how the that's as, how the D and D players put it into words. It's not a demogorgon. Oh, yeah, because they're Vecna. like it's, right. Yeah, that's it. They're like like the D and D players are like it's a spellcaster. Like the, this is someone like doing a spell kind of thing. Yeah. So then then it's it's Vecna. Neat. The, and yeah, the the two characters that they introduce, like the new the new people in the crew, are both super charming and fun. 
uh, Eddie Munson, the 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 metalhead D and D player. You probably saw him. I did. I did. I saw him. I don't know that I was, I was charmed like, by him, but maybe he. Maybe well, he'll grow on you. Did you? He's, 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 did you get into the D and D game? Did they play that in in the first episode? No. All right. No. It's so you saw him in the school when he was being weird and dramatic and and over the top. Yeah. When he runs that D and D game for his players, you're like, oh, I get it. Like, right. he's picked on and he's making a scene and he doesn't care about that. But like, once he's doing the thing that he likes to do, you're like, oh, I I know who that person is. Like, right. I, I've seen that yeah. person and he's good at it and living in the moment and having a good time and like, is a good dungeon master. And that's, that's like, a like, cool like he's, he's acting out as a defense mechanism in the cafeteria. Like, right. it's not like, right. it's not who he is at all times. Like, uh, and uh, then, we, uh, we definitely plan to go back. It's just, it was, it was the kid's yeah. birthday yesterday. It's been crazy busy and, yeah. Yeah. and then, uh, and then stoner, stoner dude, Jonathan's new stoner friend in California is also very Argyle. Fun. Yep. Yeah. I think Argyle. I saw him a brief moment of him. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're both, they're both like, I think like fun additions and also like, like both kind of bringing it a little bit more of like a grown up edge. Mm-hmm. Like, like to like, yeah. These are older kids who are not necessarily like squeaky clean, because like the older crew has been Jonathan and Nancy, who are both like nerds, yeah, like, like school newspaper nerds. <laughs> There's never been like cool kids, and and Steve has kind of become a nerd in sort of ways. Nah. And the fact that Stephen, Steve, Stephen Robin have just the best chemistry. Yeah, he's a he's like but he's still a little bit of like a well, not a nerd. I guess yeah, that's it. He's like a cool guy jock sort of thing. Like he's not another like he's he's never became like a full on like character of freaks and yeah. geeks. <laughs> Basically. I also love Dustin when he was just sort of like, Yeah, this is my older friend like Eddie, who you're jealous of. And he's like, I'm not jealous of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is the guy you're jealous of. He's like, What? I don't know if you caught it. Did you watch Dear Billy, the fourth episode? No, okay. I there's it's not plot consequential, but Steve just takes a sideswipe shot at Stephen King in it, and it's great without even knowing it. He's just kind of <laughs> ranting about the plot, and he's just like, "This is what's going on. This is absolutely ridiculous. No one would buy this ever happening." Move on, and I'm like, "He just <laughs> he just described a Stephen King plot." Wow, <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you just you just talked about it exactly. <laughs> And then you think like, oh yeah, Mike was also in it. It's very funny. That is very funny. Yeah, no, I think the uh, so far early on the Russia stuff is has uh, kind of tacked on as it's always mm-hmm. been. Mm-hmm. Like, the, did you I know why? The, did you know I, who I, the the guard is? The actor? No, but it's familiar. Right. He's the guy from Game of Thrones, the the faceless man. Oh, okay. Because, yeah, his eyes were very, very familiar. But his mustache was so Russian, it covered everything else up. Exactly. Enzo. Yeah. 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 Uh, but, yeah, and, and I like that they even addressed it, like, pretty early on when they're like, well, they're like, well, they're like, we've been through this sort of things before. And they're like, well, what do you guys do when this happens? Well, usually we have a friend who has superpowers, but she doesn't have superpowers <laughs> anymore. So we're going to try to figure this one out. <laughs> I was like. Basically, and I was like, and subsequently, like that's a more interesting show. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> like where you're like, you have an intelligent villain, and your race in the hole is going futzed. Yeah, 
So and it's got I'm, I'm, it's got a bit of a Stephen King vibe to it. It's got a bit of um like a like a Amityville to it. Hmm. And uh, the reason that Kate Bush song is climbing the charts is very apparent when you see it used in the series. Hmm. That was like my driving force. I'm like, okay, I've heard the song and it's fine, but like, why is it number two on the Billboard? Yeah, top why is 100? everybody like? Why is everybody freaking out about it? I was like, oh, I guess the song plays at some point. But I'm like, a lot of songs play at some point. Yep. Like the there's a scene in a roller rink that's just like back to back hits, and then mm-hmm. that song plays, and I was like. 100% get it. I want to listen to that song again. It, it, it pairs so well with the the action and the emotion <laughs> that I totally understand why people are putting it on their Spotify playlists millions of times. You saw, you saw the thing I shared where they were just sort of like, the number one movie in America is Top Gun. Like, Kate Bush's Running Up the Hill is like on the <laughs> Billboard charts, and we're in a shadow war with Russia. They were like, let's just do 1986 again! <laughs> like... Yeah, uh, Top Gun Maverick is doing freaking gangbusters. Apparently amazing. Yeah. Like, everyone who's seen it is like, they're like, it's the best. It's just like, it's just the, the absolute, like, the reason movies were got, like, like the reason, like, action movies got big in the 80s mm-hmm. is, like, encapsulated in, like, Top Gun Maverick, where you're just really? like, this is just, yeah, like, it's just kind of like a, a simple plot with, like, some good acting, a little bit of, like, emotional resonance and stuff like that, and then just, like, kick-ass fighter jets flying around. Like, like, uh, I think, and then, like, I guess somewhat more realistic, like, like, hits that, uh, what do you call it, like, Fast and the Furious vibe, but without, like, being absurd in terms of the action. Like, so. And apparently Tom Cruise acts real good in it, also. I mean, he kind of always just does his thing, you know? Yeah, he's like, what, what movies is he, like, bad in? Cocktail. Like, like I'm, I know he's been in bad movies, but what movies is he Cocktail. bad in? The Bartender movie. That's a bad movie, and he's bad in it. I didn't see it. I don't know, but it's beloved. No, it's not. It's not. It's not beloved. It's a bad movie. No one remembers it, what it's about, or what happens in it. it it's a shitty movie. If you want to talk bad movies that are beloved, it's Days of Thunder. The NASCAR movie, that's a bad movie, but people kind of like it because it's a guy named Cole Trickle. And he's pretty good in it. Well, he's playing Maverick, the race car driver. Exactly, that's it. (laughs) That's it, exactly. It's equally funny, but with less jokes um, as the Will Ferrell NASCAR movie, Talladega Nights. Talladega Nights. They're the same movie. There's just less jokes, but they're, they're equally funny. That, that's that's like a one-two punch. So yeah, so so like a, a movie career spanning like nearly four decades, and he's been actively bad in like one film. Like, I mean, I, I'm sure he's he's been bad in a couple of movies. I, I don't know. I like, found a list he, of like, like bad Jack Tom Reed... Cruise movies, and it has Legend as the number one. Saying he's fine in Legend. No, he's yeah, the worst part of Legend. Thing. He's not the worst part of Legend. The worst part of Legend is the third act. It's not Neon. <laughs> <laughs> the mummy i oh, mean yeah oh god it, like it's That's a bad fair movie. but everything was terrible in that movie yeah I, I mean i have not seen it but i can't imagine that he was the reason it was bad from like even what scott said he wasn't like he was bad he was but bad. it's like everything was bad 
So, I don't know. Yeah, but he was not some buoy floating. Mm-hmm. Like, the Mummy 3 with Brendan Fraser is bad. Yeah. But Brendan mm-hmm. Fraser yeah. is fine in that. He's he's yeah. he's a yeah. shining light. And the Tom Cruise Mummy, they're, they're all darkness. Yeah. Because, like, I didn't like Jack Reacher, but he was fine in Jack Reacher. Like, the problems with Jack Reacher were not Tom Cruise related. Yeah. They were kind of, like, everything else related. Yeah. All the Mission Impossible anyway. movies stand on their own. They're worth watching. Uh-huh. He pulls he it great off. In, uh, great in Tropic Thunder. He was fucking great in Tropic Thunder. He was great <laughs> in Magnolia. That was a acting performance from him. He, he was also great in Austin Powers. Edge of Tomorrow. <laughs> He's also good in Edge of Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I said, like for the vast majority of his career, like even if there's stuff that he was in that wasn't... His, yeah, Born on the Fourth of July, he was also very good in. That was his like, Academy uh, moments. Yeah, exactly. That's it. But yeah. He like, anyway. So I could see him, especially. And this is like this was like a Tom Cruise movie, right? Like he was like a driving force between, like even I forget who it was. There was like one like a musician or whatever. They were like written a bunch of music about it, and then like Tom Cruise like heard it and was like, nope. And then he's like, he apparently like flushed everybody off the movie, like once or twice, like at separate times. Really? Where he was like, this, he's like, we're not making this movie. Right. And apparently a lot of that was like coming directly from Tom Cruise. And like, and the dude was like, listen, he's like more power to him. He's like, if he's like, it was never, it wasn't like we were like done or anything. He was just like, instead of giving you like, he's like, I just, you, you produced enough material, then it's not where we're going. So we're just going to, cut off and, and go there he's like it wasn't like we had finished working on the score yeah and then they decided to put in a new score but he was like we had done two or three tracks he was like nope this isn't what i want off you go and apparently there was like a couple firing situations like that that like i said the guy apparently didn't even like hold him like he wasn't like what a yeah. jerk he was just like no this isn't this just isn't the music for my movie sorry get out of here mm-hmm. so i don't know someone one of us should go see top gun we should I also want to see the uh, the film that Scott told us to watch last time. Every, everything, everywhere, all at once. Oh man, yeah. Forget the Green Knight. <sighs> that movie was so good. I got too many movies to see. Did you see anything else fun? I don't know. It's like all all of because of Fringe and everything. Like all of my show watching is like ground to pretty much a a complete halt. Oh yeah, we're mostly mostly done Russian Doll too. Mm. We're four episodes in. I want to say mm-hmm. maybe five. It's okay. Mm-hmm. It's not like yeah. it's not knocking me out of the park like the first season did, but it's it's still interesting. No, the like the thing is less interesting. Yeah, uh, it's starting to get interesting though. I mean, it's starting. Like we're almost done, and it's like and and the I feel that it kind of took a little longer to get charming. Like, well, I I don't know. I find like Natasha Lyonne always just just even as her just delivering nonsense lines and smoking cigarettes mm-hmm. is always kind of fun to watch. But uh, yeah, I think she's trying yeah, like, too hard in this. Yeah, like the yeah. yeah, it gets a little tricky. Her SNL showing was funny though, so she was uh, funny. Have you guys show. started the Boys season three? Nope. I watched the first episode of the Boys season three. That is quite the opening kill shot in that episode. <laughs> what what happened? Yeah. There's no way to describe it to you without spoiling it completely, John. You just do that. I don't care. Well, here it is. This is going to be the clo- This is the closing shot of. If you're years. listening to this in the car and your kids are there, earmuffs, earmuffs, kids. Yeah, we're not. We're not going to. And also, this is the last thing. So, if you want, if you don't want spoilers and you don't want 
deeply upsetting mental imagery, uh, you can just stop listening and tune into Garbage Time. So anyway, uh, one of the heroes in The Boys has the ability to get, like, real little or, like, real big. Uh Kind of like an Ant-Man style, but, like, in his his mind. Um, So he is hooking up with his boyfriend, and a special little thing that they do is he gets real tiny and then crawls inside of the other man's penis. And this is done in like graphic. Oh no. Like 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 a dick is like laid down on the table and then like a close up like there's a moment of the screen where your screen will be filled entirely with like penis head and hole. That is like the entire thing that will be on your screen. And then and then a little man runs and in? And, and a little man running inside. Uh-huh. And then because they were doing uh, Blow, uh, he sneezes uh-huh. while inside of his lover's penis. And rips the penis to pieces. explodes. No, no. He returns to full size. Pretty much the whole guy's lower torso just rips out from his penis. Right. Just kind of like Leprechaun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's the first, like, unbelievably gruesome kill to just be like, hey, you're... You're still watching the boys. Like, if there was a commercial break moment, it would have been the best. <laughs> Welcome to season three of the boys. We'll be right back. Exactly. We'll be right back. <laughs> and then, of course, Butcher grabs him while he's little and then just throws him in a bag of cocaine and shakes it up. <laughs> they're like, you're about to overdose. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> Somebody flick him over on his side. Yeah, exactly. Someone flick him over on his side. <laughs> well. Just did, like. That was awfully graphic. Uh-huh. It was. Yep. I, uh, did I tell you the, the the weird boys story from Lawrence? Lawrence on, go plug yourself. Nope. He didn't say it on the show. So he was like, um, <clears throat> he had read a whole article about how one of the things that they wanted to put into the first season was the scene of like Homelander like jerking off over the city. Because mm-hmm. like that's in the comics mm-hmm. earlier than it occurs in the show. And apparently Amazon was like, no, 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 no. And so he had read about, like, uh, uh, Evan, what's-his-face, and Seth Rogen. They were all, like, they were, like, they kept pushing and, like, lobbying for that scene. They're like, it's such a great scene, hmm. whatever else. So he's like, so then when I was watching season two of The Boys, and he's like, my wife did not know that I had, like, read on, like, all this, like, backstory of it. When it happens at the end of season two, he's like, yeah! Because like, <laughs> he was like, it was like a victory for like creativity. And like the writers like won their thing that they were going for. But he's like, his wife just looks at him and be like, you're really excited by that scene? <laughs> <laughs> like just out of context, Homelander jerking off over the city. And you're just like, nice! Finally! Freedom! <laughs> like, That's what I'm here for. Like, <laughs> exactly. With that, That's what you were waiting for? And then he was like, no, 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 it's a whole thing, I swear. Uh, anyway, stay tuned for Garbage Time, where I think... More Don of this! I'm going to complain to Scott about Eric killing that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for sticking around to the very end of this show. That means you're our number one fan. As our number one fan, maybe you're wondering a way that you can show your support for this. We've set up a few ways, and the boys are going to tell you about it now. 
If you like this show, you might know other people that like this show, or maybe they'll like some of the other stuff that we're doing on the website. If that's the case, you can tell them all about it using all of the social networks like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We're on all of those. Or you could just, you know, send people links directly to the website. Or if you live in a world without the internet and you only listen to podcasts, you can tell people about it with your human mouth. There's other ways we could support us, John. If your interest in supporting us extends to the financial section, you might consider patreon.com slash 9to5cc. If you go there, you can get perks like early content, you can get your questions answered on the air, and you can get extra art. We've been doing this show for a long time, so we kind of know what we're doing. Not really. 905.cc. <laughs> Podcasts, blogs, and comics. Made in Montreal since 2011.